The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day to everybody out there in Radio Land. <laughs> Welcome to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. Yes, I skipped my other part because i got to get to some stuff because we've got a guest with us with Lynn, and uh, we want to get right to that. So, um, yeah, we have a little different intro this morning, much shorter. Okay, If you guys want to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, and there you'll see two videos on the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday, and the one on the right is where we're at now. Now, you can watch the show with Bradley up until 3 o'clock today, at which time he'll be on and that's 3 Eastern, which time he'll be on in that little area right there. And then on the right side is where we're streaming. Just click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then look in the bottom right-hand corner, and you'll see a Rumble icon. You can click on that, and you can join us in Rumble. We are streaming to Rumble, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Uh, we're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty, my various little Facebook pages that still allow me to stream there, we're there. And then if you're on Twitter... 
the real Tim Brow too. Don't put the N in there, and you're good to go. Okay, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're good to go there. Uh, right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. Those come out in the evening, once a day. And then if you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. You can sign up for that on the front page. And then if you'd like to help us, if you agree with our message and keep us out there, um, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. Our store is also available from the homepage here. This week we're highlighting Bradley's My War comic book uh, novel, The Testimony of Bradley Dean. This is done by former DC ar- uh, Comics artist Danny Bulanati. It's uh, normally $15, and uh, this week only through Saturday at midnight, you can get it for 20% off when you use the promo code Comic 20. That's comic, the number 20, all one word. That'll get you 20% off. And that is through uh, this Saturday. Now, real quickly, I'm going to tell you about these because they're documentaries, but uh, we used to carry them uh, when I was at NiceenCouncil.com. Brian Barkley's great work called Warriors of Honor The Faith and Legacies of Robert E. Lee and Stonewall Jackson. If you have not seen this, do yourself a favor and watch this. This is going to be history that you don't hear coming out of the public schools. And boy, if you get the, I would highly recommend you get the DVD, especially if you're homeschoolers. There's some bonus material. If I'm not mistaken, there was video of a woman who was a slave or she was the child of slaves um, who came out of the war of northern aggression. And what she has to say, you will never hear in a public school, ever. Uh, what she has to say there. You want to check that out. I'll have it in the archives, too, so you can play it right out of the archives, sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then also the forbidden book, The History of the English Bible. Now, these again, these are things that I had converted down for um, you know use on mobile devices and things like that when we were at Nicene Council. And so I have found them on my hard drive, and I'm slowly uploading some of these. So be sure and uh, check out some of these. They'll be in the archive at sonsoflibertymedia.com. And then yesterday's show with Bradley, those of you who saw this, you'll know what you're fixing to see. It's only about two minutes long. This is a man dressed up like a woman, got a mask over his mug, okay, to, to try to hide the fact that he's a man. He has been texting adults thinking he is going to come and meet a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a one-year-old little girl for sex. And what goes on here, and I'll kind of try to narrate it for the radio audience, but what goes on here is this guy, it's not bad enough that he's doing this. This thin blue line that you're being sold These guys do absolutely nothing to this guy. Nothing. So check it out. Fair warning, this clip from Pedophile Hunters is probably really going to tick you off, as it should. My name's Gordon. Pleasure to meet you. Cameras are for your safety, okay? I got your messages here that I need to talk to you about, okay? She's here to meet a nine, a six, and a one-year-old. Okay? We have her messages here, all right? This needs to be addressed somehow, okay? Okay, look, we have your messages here to a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a one-year-old. You're just going to be drawing more attention to yourself. She's here to meet a nine, a six, and a one-year-old. For She sent child to the little kids. You, you Go ahead and do it. I just want to know why you're trying to meet them, and why was them trying to meet they? 
I mean, what's going on here? I, I understand you're caught. I understand the nervousness with cameras in your face, okay? Okay. And I know currently on your phone right now, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of images of child. You had interest in molesting a one-year-old. I mean, seriously, a one-year-old can learn how to touch? Well, see, you, you did this to yourself. These guys come up with cameras and start harassing you, okay? It's not what happened. Okay. What's going on, guys? How's it going? So this individual here. Let's come up here. Come okay. Okay. Uh, they were here to meet a, they were here to meet a nine-year-old girl, a six-year-old girl, and the one-year-old sister for, um, they were, she was planning on going back to their home, having with them. We have the message, a lot of the messages printed out. This person right here? Right. Was going to meet with children? Correct. Okay, and how do you know that? Because um, we have an organization that decoys said people. Okay. She has been messaging who she believes to be a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a one-year-old, okay. expressing interest in molesting the one-year-old, having sex with the nine-year-old, and all of this type of stuff, but luckily we were here instead of actual kids. So you, there's there's three cops for the radio audience who've just been talking to this man. Now they let him go. They just let him go. Wow. Just let him go. Yes, they just let that pedophile go. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I meant minor attracted person. <laughs> and they wonder what drives people to take matters into their own hands. But yet, at the same time, I guarantee you if someone did take this matter into their own hands and actually hurt this pedophile, that that person would find themselves in jail in a heartbeat. That's and I don't exactly know if right. you noticed, but while the police were actually letting this pedophile go, the entire time everyone in this video was making it a priority to respect this person's pronouns. Because if you're trans, that's your automatic get out of jail free card. And you no longer have to worry about anything that you do because you will most likely automatically be let off including attempting to sexually assault little children isn't that incredible isn't that incredible and yet you're buying into the fact that agents of the state are working for you right i mean that's what you that's what you're being told now i know all police officers don't do that but you need to understand all of that is an indoctrination that comes about this is why we have the wednesday show because all of this is setting our minds towards the same thing. If you're in that public indoctrination center we call public schools, that's what your kids are getting. And I realize there's some good parents out there who do everything they can uh, not to send their kids there, and they're involved in their kids' lives. I get that. But there's a lot of them who aren't, and they grow up in the society, and they're put in these kind of positions to protect the criminal instead of look after the victims, all right? Now, it's Rotten at the Core Wednesday, and as always, we have with us the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor, and we also have a guest, and I'm going to let Lynn uh, introduce our guest this morning. Good morning, ladies. Well, good morning. Good morning. Well, Lynn, I'm going to let you do the introductions. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, with us today, we have one of my newer friends uh we met on twitter and uh, she is up in virginia where supposedly they never had common core which we know is a big fat lie and uh you know when governor youngkin was thrown into office what did we do tim we warned everyone about this yes, we about, did about him being a wolf in sheep's clothing and we're going to be talking about quite a few different things with ann today now ann i'm sorry I don't absolutely know how to say your last name. So if you would let folks know what your last name is and uh, what you do up there in good old Virginia. It's Ann Tatus. Mm -hmm. And a year ago was my first school war meeting. Okay. So I'm new to this, but I have taken over and trust me, I think I'm the most hated parent 
by the Republicans and the Conservative Party because they don't want to see the reality of what's going on here. And they should. And here's the thing is that I've been doing this for years. And when people said, oh, well, Texas doesn't have Common Core, Virginia doesn't have Common Core. I showed them and and it was like, oh, no, we don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear about the data mining. We don't want to hear about the assessments. We don't want to hear about the workforce uh, minion training that's going on. And so how you and I got talking was mainly over this one upcoming meeting that is going to be going on that you and I both have been blessed to be accepted yeah. as speakers <laughs> which I think is so funny. And uh, what we're talking about is there is going to be a Federal Trade Commission hearing on the 8th of September. And the Federal Trade Commission is going to sit here, Tim, and think, oh, you know what? We haven't messed with data mining in years. And so now suddenly we need to up the ante and make it more draconian. So Ann and I are going to get two minutes to come up with as many points against the system as we possibly can so that is our challenge that's coming up so we definitely will need prayer support for that but Anne, if you want to tell everybody a little bit more about why we need to speak out against this ftc hearing that would be super yeah i went on last night and i because i you know on twitter i made that you know a couple like a month ago and i was mm -hmm. like literally there's nothing more important Everybody should stop and understand this right now because the FTC is one of the, you can't really, they're not, they can't be swampified because they're the FTC. So we can go past, you know, your school board, Governor Yunkin, even Miguel Cardona or Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And this is our one shot in our, probably our generation to save the children and to get this done correctly if we can mm -hmm. and usurp. FERPA and go past and actually protect these children and have parents have the opportunity to opt in mm -hmm. versus opt out and to protect the children for Lord's sake over the age of 12, because that has baffled my mind forever. Right. Um, Absolutely. But the thing is, is what I told parents last night in Virginia, and I said, if you have no idea what it is, mm -hmm. you need to make the public comment that we have no clue what this is because they're hiding the web apps. They're using right. they're, that. That's the only thing that you need to know and that you need to tell them is that my district has never even told me that they're collecting data or that there are web apps or that that's what they need. If that's right. the only thing that they that you can say about it. That's what they need to know. Well, absolutely. And, you know, we've done this on several shows and I know probably you've you've heard you've seen or heard the evidence that there are so many third party data mining entities that are allowed into school board information. And again, this is not just about public schoolers. This is about anybody in any sort of education setting. So if you're in dual enrollment, if you're in higher education, if you're just, you know, going to the library to use it for research, this stuff is getting data mined. Now, Tim, if you would, um, I would love for you to show the image to everyone and we can tell the radio audience about it, but it's the data timeline because I want folks to see uh, how far we've come in the data mining and where this FTC uh, update is probably going to take us. So if you would share that with everyone. Yep. It's all on the screen. 
Okay. All right. If everyone can see that, this is the socialist strategy from the United Nations that has been picked up and implemented in America, not only through Common Core, but Agenda 21, Agenda 2030 are our sustainable development goals. And it is all about collectivism. And you can see, where did it start? The Patriot Act. What have we said for years, Tim? If you thought that was all about protecting from terrorists, it was about coming after you. Then we have an update to the Higher Education Act. Then we have Common Core. Then we have when there was the executive order under Obama that gutted FERPA, which is the Family Education Right to Privacy Act. Somewhere in there, COPPA and uh, uh, CHIP funding, which is children's health information, got uh, roped into that as well. Then we have the STEM Act of 2015. Then Every Student Succeeds Act, of course, ramped up the data mining in there. Then we have the net neutrality that supposedly opened up the internet so everyone could get their internet faster. And then we had a new version of, of, of FIPA, which was the foundations for evidence-based policy making that you and I did several shows on, Tim, where we told you, here's how they're coming after you, not only in through the school funding, but through your taxes, through your home, through your smart devices, through anything they could possibly do. And now the FTC is going, oh, but wait, things aren't fast enough. We have to marry up all these things of data so that it can be even faster so that if you think your internet speed is slow or if you don't have internet at all, oh, honey, we can come on down and help you out. Yeah, I mean, we saw that with, I, you know, yeah. Hey, we're going to help you out and we're going to send, if you can't afford internet, we're going to send you home with a hotspot, you know, yeah. was one of the things that started to, huh? And then this whole thing with the ARP money being tied to, oh, broadband, we're going to um, bring broadband, you know, here's free broadband. And it's, I didn't have any clue what was going on, but I knew that the fact that my child had a Chromebook that I could not opt out of. Yeah. And that's where I'm going with it. Like, go. I had a conversation with James Lindsay, and it's go big or go home time. And the fact that they have RF chips, and I have an RF meter, and when my daughter was in public school, I would read it, and then they refuse to hardwire the schools. They're spending money for new facades, for new school. They refuse to hardwire the schools. And then I tell parents, they have chips that track your child from the house to the school bus to the that you don't know about you can pull yep. up your phone and there's even in your apple in your phone and an rf disclosure in there but the schools don't even tell you that your child and rf radiation is very real and so there are too many questions yeah that, and here in virginia it's like la 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 la, la. like I think mm-hmm. we have maybe like 40 parents that are speaking out statewide. Everybody else looks at me and they're like, you're ruining the Republican brand. And I'm like, what brand? Oh, no, no, no. You didn't. You didn't. No, that was done by people way beyond us years ago. I said, I didn't. Yeah. I'm trying to like restore. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't. P- politics, is, there's no actual parties anywhere. Like it's the 1% against the 99%. I tell people. Right. We're all serfs, and the 1% does not give a about any of us, your yeah. color, your gender, what's between your legs, anything. 
We are all targets to them. And because the lie of we don't have common core, I figured out is why we're a decade behind. Yeah. And I tell people, I said, this is not new. It is new to us, not new to Virginia, new to us. And I share videos, you know, of Alice in Texas, of Jane Robbins, of you, of, you know, I'm constantly sharing the language that we're seeing now that you guys have been fighting all over the nation for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's the same language. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, is that because we were believed we didn't have common core we have standards of learning for everything. Ours is yep. 10 times worse. We have three times a year, the kids will be taking SOLs this year mm-hmm. um, for growth assessments. Yeah. That was a Republican bill. Yeah. It's like a Republican bill that dropped the bar because how do you solve a mental health crisis? You drop the bar on what mental health professionals are. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. And you bring social workers in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then you you don't even qualify them like they need to be. Nope. You fast track them so that you can hurry up to learn, to hurry up to earn. All right. So the way the Federal Trade Commission is doing this, Tim, is they're coming at this. And this is hilarious for those of us who have been uh, fans of this show and other shows where we've talked about data mining. They're doing it because, oh, after all, the business world isn't up enough on commercialization of data. So this will actually go into how commercial use, but oh my goodness, they don't bring up the fact that this is going to potentially harm children. So if we can go to that particular link, that will be number two, Tim, where it says uh, it's hiding in plain sight. So I wanted folks to be able to see this Um, because this will tell you. Is this from the FTC? Yes, it is. This is the one from August 11th, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, Okay, so it'll tell you the headline is commercial surveillance and data security rulemaking. Well, if you hear that, you're going to think, okay, well, this doesn't have anything to do with families. This doesn't have anything to do with schools. BS and horse hockey, you knew it was coming. There it is. No, it has everything to do with it. Because if you'll scroll down past the overview There are going to be little sections that will tell you, okay, here's the potential harm to children. So they even have it in the registry, but yet they're not going to bring it up in the headline so that mom and dad can be uh, on notice that, uh uh-oh, something's going on. That's why I started blasting it. And back in May, I think I had made the first, I was actually, it was like when I started to like squat up with the nation, Mm -hmm. I was like, we need to get these people to change this. And it was like, God arrived, God, and it was my, my reaffirmation, my faith. I, because I think it was like two days later in May is when they released the first statement that they were going to do this. Yeah. And it was, it was literally like two days after I was like, we have to force these people to do something. Right. But, so I've been looking for this. And when it finally popped up is when I, like a couple weeks ago on Facebook, when I was like, we need to stop everything because. Yeah. This this is the only thing. This will probably and you know and let no matter what happens in twenty twenty four or in the you know primary or because we have um, midterms coming up because we're yeah. one of those wonky states. Um, this here this surpasses the Fed Ed, the Department of Agriculture, the Department of because it will rope it all together. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely- this, this is the way that we can 
and they it's like they literally did not want us to know like oh, yeah right and you know one of the reasons why this is coming up Anne, is because last year i think it was the un or maybe it was unesco i did a show with uh, my teammate suzanne on uh, liberty bills we did this it was a document where the supposed uh data availability or the use of data by children was on the table and one of the things that was brought up was that well we know kids are online it's a human right no it's not it is not a human right to have a computer and and data tracking but the justification was okay the reason why we need to make uh uh, online access a human right is because after all not only will the learning happen there but a little bit of porn is not going to be harmful for these children and this was what we were bringing up and this was roped into expanding the access to data and they lowered the bar from 16 down to 13. And if you look at this FTC uh, proposed rules, what are they doing? They're lowering the age even more. Ladies, I, this is what happens when you get active ladies. They know their stuff and they're in there. The guy can't get a word in edgewise. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, it's great. I, I, it's great. It shows people that you, you of course, people already know Lynn, uh, but they show that it shows that other people like yourself uh, and, and, and others, I know there are others who are in the chat right now who mm -hmm. are active in their communities and in their school boards right. and stuff. And I was just going to give another plug here. Uh, as soon as we can bring Paul Dore on, if you guys have not heard him, he comes into the community. He gets everybody on his side. Doesn't matter what the political spectrum is, and they right. defund that school system. They defund it, and the parents can take it back over. Now there's a fight to be had, but they can take it back over. They don't have to sit here and go through this rigmarole that that we're seeing so many have to do and be tied here to the federal beast. They can come in and really really deal a death blow to these criminals who are serving on these school boards. And I know everybody on the school board isn't, but if these things are happening at your school board, you can bet your bottom dollar the majority of them are supporting those things. And all they're there for is for their prestige or a paycheck or whatever is going on in that situation. So just wanted to say mm -hmm. that Paul Dor is accessible for people, um, and it's D-O-R-R. -R, and, of course, his son does some things, too. But we talked about education. Now, the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy 6, everybody knows I say this, parents, it's your responsibility to do the teaching. It's your responsibility. And that doesn't mean you have to teach everything what the public schools teach, because that's not necessarily learning. It's indoctrination. That's what we've said before. But you've got to teach your kids how to think through things. Uh, if they're saying, hey, I got this, well, let's step back. What is? What are these things? And part of that ties to the law of God. We've got to have a moral foundation for our kids, and God says we have his commands in our heart first, and we teach them to our children. And I'd much rather have a child grow up who knows the law of God, understands right and wrong, has a good work ethic, and he works and doesn't have higher education or any of that stuff than I would some some guy who is, I don't know, 60, 70, 80, $100,000 in debt. He's got a sheepskin that says, I went to school, and uh, but he can't think his way out of a paper bag. So I think people need to understand the difference between what education is which is teaching you how to learn and how to find information and how to process that and things rather than just giving you times, dates, and give me an answer back kind of stuff. 
Right, absolutely. Well, I want us to skip down to the proposed budget for 2023 under the Department of Health and Human Services, Tim. That was an attachment. And the reason why I want the audience to know about this is because woven into this particular budget will be surveillance that will tie back to the FTC's hearing, okay? So we have that. Now, it's many, many pages long. I'm not going to give you all the page numbers, but I'm just going to hit a couple of them, okay? On page 65, you will talk, You will hear the, uh, the language for community behavior health. And then just two pages later, how the community needs to be under surveillance. What page is those? That I'm is uh, 65 and 67, Anne. Okay. Well, and I'm then fine. on 70... We have to have digital health care. So if it's done digital, it can be data tracked. And if we've just opened up Pandora's box through the Federal Trade Commission, oh, guess what? And what makes big money out of health care? Commercial entities, which was what? The headline of this supposed hearing. Okay, you'll also see that on page uh, 119, we will have uh, children and families under surveillance. Yep. That 129, this has to be mandatory. All right. Uh, on page 139, the administration for community living. Did you even know we had one in our federal government? And I didn't know that we had a department of, D- there's a DOD, yeah. like a, a ED. And I was yeah. looking and I was like, yeah, and for me Department. to be shocked these days, I'm like, does that say DODED? Like, yeah, Department of Defense Education. Yeah, we've gone over it in on our show before. Um, we also have on page 63 how we need to expand the launch program, and that stands for linking actions for unmet needs in child health. Which, oh, guess what? has to expand to mental health, social emotional learning, and data tracking. So that's what's be that's just part of what's being planned by the Department of Health and Human Services, which backs up why they were given the biggest power grab through the Every Student Succeeds Act to do what? Expand healthcare. Can you real quick explain to those watching yes. the huge problem with Amy Gadara and data quality campaign being our secretary of education, because I can't seem to shake Virginia loose on the, that itself being. Okay. All right. Um, not specifically about her, but about right. the, the data, what she okay. does. And right. What she right. Needs. Okay. Okay. So we have someone from the common core machine who is in a huge position of power over a state that really, really doesn't have common core, but yes, they do. Um, and what happens when you have someone like this is they're going to take that ideology that I have to take everything in my power and align it to the same set of, set of standards, which is not about academic prowess. It is about workforce training, yes. because after all, page 17 of Every Student Succeeds Act said all education has to be aligned to the same post-secondary readiness standards as laid out in the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Thus, meaning that this person in power has just taken that 
and put the rubber to the road. Now, here's what other people need to understand. By doing this, we just took the student longitudinal data system from the Department of Education, and we just married it to the Department of Labor through the Workforce Data Quality Initiative, and we have just streamlined not only their courses, but their life to do what? Be workforce ready. Yes, and I can't, like, that's another thing is people are like, well, why are you against more vocational tech training? I'm like, okay, this is what for, we need to understand. And mm-hmm. I made a huge thing, um, a poster with my daughter signing Glenn Youngkin's bus. And because he was at the fair last night and it's that because she still asks where that's how a part of his campaign that I was is she, my, she's now five wants to sing, um, Spirit in the sky and ask where Mr. Glenn is. And it breaks my heart. But I it says, it says, remember who you're failing. And then at the bottom it says, she is not human capital for yeah. the Virginia labor pool. Because there's a video of evidently Virginia did not ask what education excellence meant during the campaign because it, she literally it's set in this video talks about um their job is to recover the Virginia economy. She mm-hmm. said like eight times that a child's job in education is to recover the Virginia economy and become a part of the date of the, the labor pool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's called talent pipeline supply. That's how they're uh, uh, describing children now or not, not just children, but anyone, because Teacher remember, this is capital too. Yeah, this this is cradle to grave. We've mm-hmm. said it for years. This is all about. It doesn't matter what age you are. You have to be working either for the government or whoever the corporate lackey is connected to the government. That is why we have so many public-private partnerships, and Virginia is right with them, as is North Carolina, where I live, as is South Carolina, where Tim lives, and then wherever our audience lives, because this has been the setup, and the FTC is only going to make things worse. Now, uh, connected to the uh, proposed budget for the Health and Human Services. We have another public comment period that ends in October, and this is for the health insurance, the CHIP program that ties into the federal funding that your schools and your communities receive. And it's going to sit here and tell you, oh, yes, we're going to do all these wonderful, wonderful things. Well, one of the wonderful things that this particular uh, proposed set of um, regulations that need public comments are going to do is it's going to redefine the definition of behavioral health. It absolutely is. And I provided the link for everyone and what you'll need to do when you go to the federal registry. What you want to do is you want to go over on the right hand side. And where it says PDF, you want to click there. It will take you to the 27-page proposed regulations for children's health insurance. And it will tell you on page 51310 and 51311, oh, we've only had one definition of behavioral health. And guess what? That's not enough. We have to redefine it because 
everybody has to be under the radar of behavioral health management. Well, Lynn, here's the obvious question. I know what's going on in people's minds is, what business does the government have determining people's health or mental health or behavioral health or social-emotional stuff or any... That's not their job. That's not what they're supposed to be involved in. And so... This looks to me like this is harboring, and when you talk about economy, I go back to Victor Poirier's thing, the people mm-hmm. who start with economy first are Marxists to the core. They are, Absolutely. whether they say they're not, or the people who start with justice or have a biblical or have a biblical worldview, whether they say so or not, uh, they're starting there. If you deal with justice, you'll deal with economies. And it used to be that families had their own economies. It wasn't an issue of were you know tied to the global or even necessarily to the state they had their own they were growing their own food they were selling their own food they were providing their own services if their kids wanted to learn something they want to become a lawyer if they want to become a welder if they want to become whatever they went to somebody who did that right and then usually they would work with them learning what they're doing that person would actually profit which would be the same thing as them paying to learn that stuff instead of having all these trade schools and not that I'm against if people want to pay for that in such a way that they want to learn, that's fine. That's their option, but it shouldn't be anything that's funded by the taxpayer. That ought to be something that comes straightly, or excuse me, straight from the person wanting to learn. So they they've just completely oh, yeah. taken that over. And I I got to tell you, I think it's a large part of the church that's dropped the ball on that instead of carrying mm-hmm. that forward and and teaching it. And I'm thankful to say there are a lot of of us, and I include myself in that, that are recapturing, relearning these things and mm-hmm. passing those concepts under our kids. I know there's lots of people who are doing that, but we've got to be a lot more vocal in that in the local area and saying, we're th- again, in that kind of stuff, we're the solution to the problem, not D.C., not the right. state or any of that. Right, absolutely. And I think one of the reasons why we have allowed this to be taken over is because we've gotten busy or we've been told we need to be busy. And why? Because we have to help the economy. We have, this is why we've been lied to about why you have to have so much money to pay all your bills. Well, you, you got to be a good citizen. Well, this is taking good citizenship and really, uh, messing it up. And, you know, and you brought it up earlier. It's it's part of, of we're just a surf. And one of the things that we've talked about, Tim, is that we live in the 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 largest open air prison, I think, on the planet. We absolutely do. This is and, like I had somebody point out to me that that it's slavery. Like and oh yeah. This was a black gentleman when we talked about workforce driven education that I did a show with, and he was like this is slavery. This is this is one hundred. It's indentured. Yeah, it's indentured servitude. It absolutely yes. is. And and the government will get their pound of flesh either through your blood, your sweat, your tears, quite literally through data tracking or whatever. Or your children. Or your children, as well as uh, the money. And you know, just look at the the massacre of our economy that's fixing to hit the fan. Because guess what? That debt has to go somewhere. And it's all because we have a midterm dog and pony show going on. There is no difference between the Republican platform and the Democratic platform when it comes to workforce training uh, and economy. And so, Tim, if you would show the Charlie Brown image, that was one that Ann asked for us to to show. So I wanted uh, everyone to see that. This was on Twitter. (laughs) And you see Peppermint Patty, and she is telling you, 
you know, uh, what's the do all fairy tales start with once upon a time? And Charlie Brown goes, nope. Some of them start with if I'm elected, I promise. And then up <laughs> yes. at the top. I said something about the fact of the the unity between the two parties, and uh, you know, at its roots, there's no difference. There uh, is yeah, they're the uniparty. That's what they yeah, are. The, the uniparty. Yeah. That's exactly what I call it. Like, yeah, it is. So, uh, yeah. Now, in the uh, resources for everyone, Tim, we will have the uh, surveillance data uh, from the FTC announcement. We will have the documentation that we just showed. We'll have the budget for everyone. We'll have the Center for Medicaid Services where they're coming up and saying, oh, yes, we have to have improved rules for reporting and data tracking. And then finally, the link for the public comment for that, which ends in uh, late October. So that will be everything that we have for everyone in the archives today. Okay. All right. And we've got another, there's another PDF uh, that you've got here, Lynn, and maybe I missed it. This was tied with the Federal Register. Did you want to, did you cover that? Because somewhere in the midst, I lost something that you were doing there. I know we had um, the link to the Federal Register there, but we, there was also this PDF as well. Uh, Let's see here. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'll put it up on the screen. This was the PDF here. And then. Oh yeah. That's the seven page that she was talking about. Okay. Yeah, that is. That's, you were going that's really where, fast, so I missed that. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, I wanted to leave time so that uh, we could talk with Anne because I know that she's sure. a very busy gal, and I want her to talk a little bit more about uh, the local area there because that's one of the things that we like to champion is the fact that, hey, we're we're in our local area, and we're making a difference, and so I wanted Anne to be able to speak a little bit more about that. Okay, Anne, take it away. <laughs> You're on the spot. Uh, You're on the hot seat. I like. I feel like I spend all day um, speaking truth, and th- it's like literally no one's hated more than people who speak truth unapologetically. Right. And but when it comes down to it, is that this is my hill I will die on because I've pulled my children from public schools. But I tell parents, parents pull them and disappear. Your children will then have, you can't put them in your homeschool forever. If we don't fix this, they will then go into the their adult life and have to interact with the millions and millions of children that have been. So what are you protecting them from? Um, we need and, to arm them. We really do. Right. And is, um, and f- plus, I was a single mother once and pulling my children would not have been an option. And so what I have been doing, what Virginians for Children First, the nonprofit that we started, um, and we are small, but we are mighty because we won't take the grant funding from the special interest groups that are all over Virginia talking about CRT, transgender, parental rights, but the they have i have been asked to speak at conferences that i've brought in deb Philman, sloan rathmuth because they want at first were like we need and then i was told they could not talk about sel and that's what got my brain spinning about what do you mean you can't talk about sel you can't talk about data mining um 
And that's when my I started putting things together is that they're never going to talk about social emotional learning here because they've all been there. Everybody's been compromised. So all of these groups now it's the same groups that when you look back that have been fighting nationally common core, the same names that everybody thinks are the queens and the kings of the world are in Virginia having symposiums on parental rights, not mentioning anything. Um, it's outraging. And then their then then their school choice is the new thing in Virginia. Like Oh yeah, because Youngkin championed that did he course. ran on a plat this is how mm-hmm. ignorant we were. He ran on a platform of charter schools because we've had the same seven since the, the we established them. And so to us any choice so we fell for one yeah charter schools were an option because we want to get out of public we had no clue and then we ran on a he ran on a platform i'm going to ban crt because we didn't have any clue beyond crt bed like and so when you bring and so you have a state listening to special interest groups the ones who give the big funding to the mm-hmm. 501c4s like us. So we are for the people funded by the people because we won't, because we've, ex- they've sent us grant proposals that they'll give us money to fight, but that we're, this can't be, this is can't, and nope, I don't compromise my morals for my values for anybody. And so there's a huge problem. Um, they're talking, how can you have a parental rights organization where Jason Miarez, our um, attorney general is speaking. You've got the same people, um, you know, from Heritage, Freedom Works, anybody that you want to mention, and none of them will speak about social emotional learning. And I started to figure out that there's a very big problem, and that very big problem is our board of education. Um, it's our secretary of education. It's there. It, there's a systemic. I don't even know how to explain it that's been going on here. And I don't don't know if you're familiar with Dr. James Lane. Um, He is now Miguel Cardona's right hand. Uh, He made his way through. I live in Chesterfield County. He was our superintendent to then under the Virginia Department of Education. He was the state superintendent. And within eight years, he's now second in control under Miguel Cardona which is extremely worrisome because he's the one, the transgender model policy. That's him. Uh, that was him. Mm-hmm. SEL. That was him and the general assembly. So all of this stuff has been passed. This is my fight with Youngkin right now is everybody's like, Oh, we don't have a Senate to change it. No, the way the legislation is written is that there has to be a model policy. Same thing with SEL and transgender. And then it passes it to the department and the board of education. So when we elected Yunkin, the people that he appointed, they could have from day one, I said, where's the new transgender model policy? If it has to exist, it has to exist because the one that exists now, I live in a county that with a three to two rhino to communist school board. Mm-hmm. And there's no other way to put it. Right. They voted, we were the only county to 100% without debate adopt the full transgender model policy which gives every child the right to go in whatever bathroom they want without a teacher approaching them because it violates their rights so everybody talks about fairfax everybody talks about loudon everybody talks about hanover because they just but i'm in a county that the only county one unanimously voted 
um, to adopt it word for word within a, within like three minutes with no discussion. And that's what got my brain spinning. And so I found out because I have eyes and ears everywhere. Somebody contacted me within the Department of Education. He said, I walked the new transgender model policy that would make it have to be clinically diagnosed. Parental have to have notification. I walked it personally over to Governor Youngkin two months ago. And this was a month ago. And so this is the thing I'm telling people is that our kids are going have gone back into school no safer than they were under Ralph Northam. Yeah, absolutely. And people are like, but he needs more time. No, he doesn't. I don't know how to explain this to people. Any any other. No, he doesn't. Um, he doesn't need any more time. He doesn't. I don't need any more. Any of this is because at this point he is 100 percent. This is not parents for Yunkin. This is not, uh, we did not, you did not run on a platform of I'm going to make your children, um, you know, part of a labor pool and I'm going workforce education. And that, that was not what um, the restoring ed- education excellence meant to parents for Yunkin. And it, it enrages me. As you can see, I'm very passionate about it because people are want to make 800 excuses for why he hasn't done this, mm-hmm. but you're sending your children back into a public school where you don't, I'm telling you, they're giving, this is what they're asking. You don't know about it. Here, fill out the form, protect them from it. I can't get anybody to do anything because they cannot understand the gravity because you get people to CRT bad. That's where we're stuck at. Like, you, I can't. CRT bad, like okay, SEL. How you know? Okay, it's maybe bad, but work. I don't. So we are literally a decade behind, mm-hmm. and that we are on a clock. Like we are literally running out of time, and it's I. I'm we we have so much stuff thrown at us because we've been so behind. Um, and I believe I believe one hundred percent Virginia was set up to do this, and that includes the insertion of Glenn Youngkin. Well, absolutely, yeah. it was. I mean, you know, uh, oh my gosh, let me see. Where can I start? <laughs> <laughs> uh, had he run on a truthful campaign and said, "Yes, here's what reform for education means." more data mining, more uh, gender bending, more uh, mental health uh, manipulation, more workforce readiness. No one would have voted for him, but because Hmm. he stuck the two words that most parents want to hear is how he got elected, which is why midterms are so dangerous. And this is why I've been for months now going, if your candidate is uttering school choice, parental rights, run the other uh, yeah, run the other way because right. mm. the distractions are critical race theory, yep. are uh, education savings accounts. Those are the distractions. What's really coming into place is this cradle to grave data enslavement so that those who are in power can have more control and those who are making money can have more money. And you and your children, because this is for everyone. This is not just public school kids. Anytime you enter into any sort of supposed education setting, this is what you will get. Yeah. You know, one of the things that you're saying there is, is a distraction, Land. I don't know this much as much a distraction. It is a corral to keep people 
pushed in there because while they're that's still part right. of the indoctrination, it's still part of the what's going to come up to beat them, beat these kids down as they get older. Should they oh, yeah. awaken from what they've been taught, it's going to be oh you're a racist, oh you're you know you're a homophobic, you're a trans. Uh, and and by the yeah. way, let me make mention of something. I, I think Ann, you were saying you were saying um, were you saying somebody had to clinically diagnose transgenderism and stuff. Um, because I, I've had a problem with this whole idea of the state licensing people anyway for everything. We saw this yeah. in Nazi Germany, from the doctors to the preachers in the pulpit and everything yeah. else. And as soon as you do that, now you are, in essence, you are permitted by the state to say certain things and not say certain things. I think that's a tremendous problem um, that... that that we've gotten into, and somehow we think because somebody gets licensed, because they have a health grade on the restaurant, or whatever the case is, that somehow that makes us safe. Uh, but it doesn't hold. It doesn't give hold any responsibility to the state people who are licensing these people. It doesn't hold or or putting the grade on their restaurant, whatever the case may be. The state's not responsible for it, so it's an illusion of some kind of safety, security, and we all know what our founding father said about that. You're going to give up your liberty for that, man. You're not going to get neither one of them. You're not going to get a liberty or security. Uh, we yeah, got about you want a, absolute freedom or absolute protection. You go to prison. Yep, yeah, that's exactly right. right. And even there, you don't get. Even there, you don't get it. Right. Uh, we got about a minute and a half, ladies, and I want to let people know, and I'm going to give you guys the the last word here, uh, but. Uh, our friend Bill Evans is having surgery today. He fell and shattered his the the ball bone right here in his shoulder. They're going to oh. have to put in a new shoulder. So you guys okay. be in prayer for Bill. Uh, but I'm going to turn it over to you. Uh, you got about a minute here, Lynn. If you want to give okay. an update, and if you want to tell anything about your stuff, do it real quickly. Okay, Ann, why don't you go first? Tell folks how they could get in touch with you. And uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, if you are in Virginia or anywhere, um, we have Virginians for Children First, and I will not define that like I will not define common sense, is that there is a way to put all children first. We stop fueling the culture and the race war, and we focus on the root issues, and that's data, because get, you take down the data, the house of cards comes down. And so you can go to vafcf.org, yes, is our website. Um, there is a jot form that we have had thousands going to, um, to Governor Yunkin. If you don't understand social emotional learning in Virginia and how it impacts, the jot form is a wonderful place to go because I've linked everything. You can sign it and it will go, um, to Yunkin, Gadara, Miares, Weir, Sears, everybody. Okay, we got there's links 10 seconds. I made at the bottom. There's a data privacy manual that talks about COPA, FERPA, PPRA, which is huge. Um, and so we put all the resources there and we go around, we speak, we try to educate and um, catch Virginia up because Lord have mercy, we are behind. Okay, and okay. don't don't miss Lynn. CommonCoreDiva.com and we'll have her link up if you want to help her on the cancer issue has. Catch Bradley at 3. We'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, at 6 a.m. Adios. Thank you. Right, hang on, Ann. <laughs>